Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, we're bringing you some straight-up and genuine old-time Southern Mountain music as we present music and interviews with Frank and Allie Lee, who hail from the wilds of North Carolina's Great Smoky Mountains. Down in the vault, Mark Jones has found an old recording of ballad singer Almeda Riddle, and guest host Brooks Blevins will tell the story of the Springfield Massacre. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. As a lover of old-time music myself, I can tell you that Frank and Allie Lee are the real thing. Between the two of them, they play fiddle, clawhammer banjo, mandolin, guitar, and harmonica, and sing terrific harmony vocals. Their style is unpretentious and real, and they seem to be most interested in having fun with their audience. Here they are on stage at the Ozark Folk Center. From the land of in the spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And would you share? Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Listen to the glad hosannas roll. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. In the taste of joy awaiting, get a little heaven in your soul. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And would you share? Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down and listen to the master's radio get in touch with god get in touch with god turn your radio on listen to the songs of the fathers and the mothers and the many friends who've gone before turn your radio on turn your radio on turn your radio on turn your radio on kind of morning we shall meet them over on the hallelujah shore get in touch with god get in touch with god Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And would you share? Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. We love Mountain View. The music program here is just something we don't see everywhere. Um, it's, I think, from what I understand, it's partly from the Music Roots that's right. um, program that's growing up a new generation of players and has been happening a long time now. Um, and, of course, the Folk Center here providing opportunities for the young people to perform and for family bands to perform uh, casually for the 
craft village and places and then on the stage it's just you don't see that everywhere it's really special right i love mountain view and mountain view loves me <laughs> it is beautiful it, uh kind of place that just really speaks to me with the uh, just how the pace it's going at and it just really fits nice when we visit right City, North Carolina, and uh, we were talking earlier uh, 
rightly or wrongly, I sort of made the analogy analogy that Bryson's kind of like a mountain view blown up. Mm. Uh, is that fair to say? It is. We can uh, get right into that stuff. But it very yes. much is. I moved there in Bryson City in the very western part of the North Carolina. And uh, we're right on the south side of the Smoky Mountain Park at the boundary. And it's always been the destination for vacations, people coming and tubing and camping there. It's just always been huge. We're really close to the Cherokee Indian Reservation there in North Carolina, and uh, that's always been a tourist draw, too. So those things we have very much in common there. How long have you been there? Almost 30 years wow. there. So when I came to Bryson City, you could get out on Main Street and walk right down the middle of Main Street, just like you can in Mountain View, pretty much. And But now it's way different there in Bryson City, just... Uh, a lot of people seeking it out. Roll on clouds in the morning, roll on clouds in the morning, roll on clouds in the morning, let the sun shine down on me. Bound the rain or glory, I am bound for glory, and deliverance. Roll on clouds in the morning, let the sun shine down on me. Well, I looked up this morning, car trouble I see. to the town about 30 years ago and at the time I was that much younger of course and there was more of a need for beer and but at the time it was just hard to get it when you, we had to go to another county to get a six-pack and come back and hang out and we'll do whatever play yeah. some music you know hang out that went on and it was just part of life it was normal life and people existed there just wasn't a lot of them it was just pretty much sleepy and slow and businesses even mom-pop kind of businesses 
you know, it's hard because yep. it's really hard for them. And at some point, you know, they were able to put some breweries in town and just the whole world there changed. Everything just exploded. <laughs> and I, I, it sounds like that sounds like like negative content, but it's not at all. It's like it's, it's good. All, all the mom and pop businesses got styly and trendy and the, and the people that were coming had deeper pockets. We get a lot of gigs in breweries now there locally, which so that's a blessing. And yeah. We see a lot of families really in the brewery, kids playing around and everything. And yeah. how long ago was that? That it changed. Um, I'd say twelve years. Okay. Yeah. There's there's good money coming into town, and the businesses who are there on Main Street, they're obviously thriving. They have good you know inventories of classy things, and people coming into town leaving that money. in Indiana at a little folk festival that uh, my friend put on and he hired the freight hoppers to come headline and I had a band called the Whipstitch Sallies that was kind of a folk band around Indiana mostly and so he hired us to come perform Um, I had just started playing banjo about four months before I got to see the freight hoppers and so that's how I met Frank standing there you know watching them play and just realizing oh that's what 
the banjo can do in a string band setting. That's amazing. That's what it should sound. That's like what that. it should do. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, that <clears throat> festival happened twice, and only twice. I mean, I wish it happened more, but at least it happened twice, and it happened to have the Freight Hoppers and the Whipstitch Sallies both years. So that's how we were able to uh, visit with each other uh, initially, and thanks to Facebook, kept in touch. <laughs> duo Frank and Allie Lee, having some fun playing traditional string band tunes. In that first set, we heard Turn Your Radio On, followed by Ragged But Right, Roll On Cloud, then a song written by the late Ola Bell Reed, I've Endured. The set closed with She Left Me Standing on a Mountain, and we faded out with a little of an A minor fiddle tune, Sandy Boys. Let's take a short break, then come with me down to the vault for a chat with the ever-interesting Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. As many of you know, under the stage here at the Ozark Folk Center, we keep a vault with recordings of pretty much all the shows we've done since we opened in April of 1973. It's a tremendous collection, and the guy who keeps track of all that is Mark Jones. Come with me down to the vault, and let's visit Mark. Hello, Mark. Well, hello there, Dave. Well, it's good to see you again. Man, it's good to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> I hardly ever get down here. You spend a lot of time down here, don't you? You need to spend more time down here, I do. Dave. It's really a wealth of stuff I'll, you got. I agree with you. I like it when you're down here. It, I just, I don't have to talk to the rats and mice near as much. <laughs> and these spiders as well. The spiders, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, uh, what have you found down here that, that's interesting lately. Well, Dave, you know, you and I are a big Almeda Riddle fan. Yes, we are. And I run across her doing a song that I'm not that familiar with. What's it say? What What's the name of this? Uh, house, house Carpenter. Yeah, I'm aware of that song. That's a great old ballad, long ballad. It is. I believe it was one of the child ballads collected long, long ago in England, and uh, hopefully it'll live on. I thought it was an older English ballad, and I've been kind of listening to it off and on all through the day, and I just, I'd love for you to hear it. I'd love to hear it, too. I'd love to hear Almeida's voice again. Of course, she's passed on now. I believe she left us in 1986. But uh, Almeida was born in, in 1898. And let's see, it says here she recorded this in 1976. So she was, she was 78 years old when she recorded this. Yeah. Is that right? Boy, your gazentas are good. My what? Gazentas. Gazentas? Yeah, like four gazenta, eight... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know, boy. eight goes into 16. Okay. That kind of. You know, Alameda Riddle was a really interesting person and had a interesting and somewhat tragic life. She lived in Greers Ferry, Arkansas, and a tornado came through, I believe, in 1926. It destroyed her house, killed her husband and her young infant son. Uh, then years later, they built the dam at Greers Ferry, and her... Home is now under hundreds of feet of water. She moved to Heber Springs nearby. Yeah. And uh, just a tremendous ballad singer. She knew hundreds and hundreds of old Elizabethan ballads that she had learned from her mother and grandmother and, and other people. It was a great tradition that's pretty well lost now, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I have sure enjoyed this old ballad. Hopefully you'll enjoy it too. Let's listen. Well, met, well met, my own true love. We are so well met, said he. And I could have been married to the king's daughter fair, and I would but remember thee, I would but for love of thee. Now, if you could have married this king's daughter fair, then I think you're much to blame. For I am well married into a house carpenter. I think he's a fine young man. I proudly wear his name. Well, it's if you 
Jones Carpenter and come and go along with me. It's I'll take you where the grass grows green on the banks of the sweet Willie and pleasure we will see. Then she picked up her sweet little baby and kisses gave it three. Stay here at home with your father, my son, and keep him company, but oh, try to remember me. Then she dressed herself in a scarlet dress. Oh, she was beautiful to be seen. She wrapped around herself a purple cloak and she looked like a gypsy queen for she stepped like a gypsy queen. Now they sailed on for about three weeks and I know it couldn't have been four when the bottom of the ship sprang a leak and ended the ocean pour, then the flames began to roar. Oh, cursed be a sailor man, oh, cursed ye men of the sea. Take on me from my house carpenter, and now you're drowning me, or else you're burning me. And what are those other hills she said? For they look black as night. That is the hills of hell, my pet, where you and I unite, where you and I'll unite. And I got the hills mixed up and sent the baby to the wrong place three times last week. <laughs> well, that's a great old ballad, isn't it? Yes, Man. sir. You know, we listen to these ballads. And they maybe nowadays we're used to things going at a fast pace and we're used to that drum beat and all that stuff behind the music. Some people maybe get bored listening to a ballad like this, but we have to look at it in the context that these songs are from a time when a lot of people couldn't even read and there was no radio or television. And if you wanted to hear a story, you had to hear it vocally like in a song. And people used to hang on these songs word by word. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and nowadays... Almost all the old ballad singers, like our own uh, Ollie Gilbert and, and Alameda, they're all gone now, and that this is fast being lost. So I'm sure glad you've got this recording. Me too. I'm, I'm glad it's here. Well, thanks, Mark. I'll see you next week. You come back anytime. Okay. Let's get back to some good music from this week's featured guests, Frank and Allie Lee. Frank was a member of the old-time string band, The Freight Hoppers, not too many years ago. He and Allie make their home in Bryson City, North Carolina, not far from Great Smoky Mountains National Park.
hole in the meadow Going to let darling Corey down Last time I saw darling Corey She was sitting on the banks of the sea Had her 44 buckled round her My parents and I went to Myrtle Beach on a family trip, um, and we'd been communicating, and he was like, hey, you should come visit. And I look at the map, it's on the way. Not, <laughs> not really, but when you're traveling, yeah. it's like, oh, that'd you're be that, fun. So yeah, right. that was 2013, I think. We took a little detour, and I got to come visit Frank and meet the guys that were playing Freight Hopper stuff at the time and um, practice a little bit with them. And uh, then we didn't really start... Then we hung out some more at Augusta. There's a camp that Frank was program director for, and he was like, come to my banjo workshop for the week. And I'm like, that's a great idea. I just quit my job teaching. I needed more music things to do in my life. And so I went out to West Virginia and took his class. And there he's like, probably, oh. We might, we might not tell much more tell about story, that. story? That, well, much what, more beyond that. <laughs> keep, That's keep when it got serious. I'm just so excited about how, <laughs> right. well, anyway, he asked me to go do a duo tour with him. Storms are raging high and it's awful cold. 
Well, I'm just curious about, for you, the move from Indiana to yeah. Appalachian Mountains. So you right. were sort so of I in did corn, move. cornfield, flatlands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I, I moved down in 2016. And, um, you know, there's parts, little pockets of Indiana, Brown County, that reminds me of the Appalachian region. It's not. Of course, it's smaller scale, but with the rolling hills and the views and the tourism drive. And so coming down there was just sort of a... It's like, oh, this is the real deal kind of feeling. Green, you know, lush trees. The creek running creeks, through our front yard yeah. and, you know. What's the creek? So, Deep Creek. It's the biggest watershed on the south side of the Smoky Mountain Park. So it's so a year-round oh, yeah. canoe and float. And a lot of floating. It's, it's, it has some shallow places, but uh, it depends on the, the rain, of course. The Sillamore Creek is the one around here. I live I, on I, that one. Yeah. I, I, I was hearing stories about that last night. Yep. Train, I'm looking forward to take a ride. 
stuff from Frank and Allie Lee. They played Dig a Hole in the Meadow, Traveling Down This Lonesome Road, Elkhorn Ridge, and we faded out on good old John Henry. After this short break, we'll listen to Brooks Blevins tell the story of the Battle of the Springfield Massacre. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Author and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins is always bringing us interesting stories of Ozark happenings. Here's this week's installment. Soon after Christmas had vanished And New Year's was passing thereby About four on Saturday evening Six officers bravely did die. It's a strange thing how we humans romanticize certain bandits and criminals, both fictional and real, 
Robin Hood, Rob Roy, Jesse James, Ned Kelly, and those are just from the English-speaking world. Of course, most were admired by commoners for their willingness to, if not rob from the rich and give to the poor, at least serve as a constant thorn in the side of the rich. Jesse James's Depression-era descendants often killed law-abiding citizens during their robberies, with little evidence of redistributing their take among the needy, but as far as many people in the rural Ozarks and around the nation were concerned, these modern-day Robin Hoods were less an enemy than were the fat-cat bankers and financiers whose greed had dragged the country into financial ruin. It was just such sentiments that made venerable folk songster Woody Guthrie pin a pay-in to fellow Oklahoman pretty boy Floyd that certainly painted him a latter-day Robin Hood. And the people must have shared Guthrie's admiration— for Floyd's burial in the country cemetery at Aikens, back in the hills of the Oklahoma Ozarks, reportedly attracted 20,000 gawkers, the largest crowd of any funeral in that state's history. A year earlier, the funeral of another public enemy-era Ozarker had caused more than 2,000 onlookers to converge on a little Methodist church house in Joplin, Missouri, the crowd may have paled in comparison to pretty boys, but I'll bet it was a whole lot bigger than the one you and I will get when the end comes. Most of us don't remember the bad guy being laid to rest at this funeral. Bank robber and murderer Wilbur Underhill, who along with his three brothers learned the criminal ropes in the Ozark region's gangster town. Sentenced to life behind bars in both Kansas and Oklahoma, the tri-state terror proved a master at the jailbreak. He was on the run with old partners from the Cookson Hills following his third escape, this time from the Kansas State Penitentiary, when officers shot and killed him in late 1933 in Oklahoma. The hardened and possibly brain-damaged Underhill, nicknamed Mad Dog by reporters, was about as mean as they come, but at least his hometown didn't insist that he be buried somewhere else. That's exactly what happened to the Young Brothers the deadliest and most reviled of all public enemy Ozarkers. No catchy nicknames, no colorful Robin Hood tales of sticking it to the man shed any sort of positive light on their legacy. Though largely forgotten outside of southwest Missouri today, the public enemy era's bloodiest massacre of law officers took place just beyond the city limits of Springfield. Released from the federal prison in Leavenworth, Kansas in late 1931, Professional car thief Jennings Young reunited with his younger brother Harry, another ex-con who had been on the lam for two and a half years for killing a night watchman in the small Missouri town of Republic. Resuming their favorite crime, the brothers showed up in stolen automobiles at their parents' farmhouse, just a couple of miles west of Springfield, shortly before New Year's. When Springfield police arrested the Young's sisters for trying to sell the stolen cars on January 2nd, 1932, a posse of 10 county and city officers, along with one civilian, converged on the Young farmhouse in the rural community of Brookline late that evening. Jennings and Harry Young were alone at the house, but despite being armed only with a Remington semi-automatic rifle and a Winchester shotgun, the brothers managed to kill or mortally wound six officers, including Greene County Sheriff Marcel Hendricks, before making a clean getaway. Trapped three days later in a Houston, Texas boarding house, the young brothers reportedly killed one another in a suicide pact. When angry citizens in Greene County refused to allow the young family to bury Jennings and Harry in a local graveyard, the bodies were transported 60 miles to the west 
and laid to rest in Fairview Cemetery in Wilbur Underhill's wide-open hometown of Joplin. The half-dozen officers gunned down that winter day in the Ozarks stood as the worst single massacre of law enforcement officials in the United States for more than 63 years until the tragic bombing of the federal building in Oklahoma City in 1995. In terms of the killing of officers by firearms, the Young Brothers Massacre still has no equal in American history. The era of the anonymous folk song had largely passed even in the Ozarks by 1932, but this tragic event hasn't escaped the attention of songwriters in our own century. In 2016, Rule Chapel, a member of the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, and Lori Locke released, in their words, a musical documentary chronicling the event. The album is called Storms Coming. Courtesy of Chapel and Locke, here's a little bit of one of their songs, The Ballad of the Springfield Massacre. Sad for the brave six of Springfield, their wives and their children as well. But brave are the stories thereafter That people about them will tell Don't grieve too much or their losses Just think of their work as the best Because they stood for protection because they stood for the best Thanks, Brooks. Sadly, we're almost to the end of this week's show. Let's listen to a few more songs from Frank and Allie Lee, starting with Sing to the Fallen Eagle. A government team of experts is rushing to your aid. Well, I know you're not excited. Eagle is no way. Flying up to Canada, this country isn't safe anymore. That's for sure. Until he dies, and I said it is good sporting, shooting him on the wing. Above the roar and clatter, you can hear the rifles sing his death song. It won't be long. Well, I know uh, workshops and teaching is a big thing for the two of you, right? We do a lot of that, and it's really gratifying to share something that brings us so much joy and see other people, like, reacting to what, what they're learning and the noises they're making. Yeah, for sure. So overall, what's your philosophy in those kind of settings? It, it depends on where we are, um, but often he'll take, Frank will take the more confident players or we'll say confident intermediate or advanced players and work with them. Um, and then, um, meanwhile, I'm 
very happy teaching people that are more beginner or early intermediate players, some who've never held a banjo before. I have some students at home and they're literally holding a banjo the first time ever. And that brings me a lot of joy because I know what's ahead for them, you know, because that was me at one point too. That's right. Not that long ago. when uh, you guys are going through these songs, you have to put your spin on them somehow, I would imagine. I mean, a bit, you just yeah, don't you have to be able them, to relate. Right? Each of us individually just yeah, like, I yeah, mean, sure. you don't want to do a verbatim rendition. We will and we don't. There's certain things we'll rearrange and certain things we'll actually, I'll try to learn the guitar part and we'll try to even like replicate the vocal thing that was going on to a certain degree if it's kind of out of the box, basic standard harmony. So. A little bit of both what you're talking about. A lot of times it's fun just to try to sound like the original and sometimes it's just, holy cow, let's really mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, put a new, put, Depends on the yeah, song. Put a new arrangement on it. Uh, do you guys write uh, original music in that style? You know, a little bit of some tunes and stuff, but gosh, I'm not sure why I haven't been driven to write. I'm just so excited about something that's outdated. It sounds different than contemporary music. Found a sweet haven of sunshine at last And Jesus abiding above His dear arms around me are lovingly cast As sweetly he tells his love That tempest forever is on My anchor is holding up safe What gladness, what rapture is mine The waters receding, the danger my head. 
There's only so many old-time songs. There's a finite number. I mean, maybe you can find one or two that have, you know, undiscovered, but there's only so many of them. Well, I don't know exactly how I could reinforce this, but I think there's a lot more than one or two. I really do think there's a lot of stuff that, that we've never... Just in the recorded stuff, gosh, I see online, oh, such and such, somebody's downloaded, like, all these crazy numbers of thousands of things that people... May or may not ever heard. You might, we might have heard it, but I'm, I've, I was a long time back. I was trying to buy from collectors. I could get them to record me complete repertoires of different artists because they had all their records, and so that I got tapes full of complete their stuff. And so it's an amazing amount of stuff out there. Is the well going to dry up? It's like it might, but wow, I'm still excited about things I haven't. You're really still even, stuff I know about, but I hadn't got to yet. As You're far still as discovering. Like, Discovering or have stuff put back that I I know it's there and it's in at home, in the you know and I need to get to it and learn on that, that cassette tape that's in oh, that, that box that. in the closet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Talking about a bad man that me knows Taggerly. I don't care about your children or your darling loving wife. You done stole all my money now, I'm bound to take your life. Talking about a bad man that me knows Taggerly. So Staggerly shot in the lines, he shot that poor bad. Bullet went to Billy's heart, put a hole in the looking glass. Talk about a bad man, that mean old Staggerly. Could have been on a rainy morning, could have been on a rainy night. Staggerly and old Billy Lines, they had a great fight. Talk about a bad man, that mean old Staggerly. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks a whole lot. That was this week's musical guests, Frank and Allie Lee. In this set, they played You Are My Flower, Anchored in Love Divine, and that old classic, Stagger Lee. Thanks for listening to our show. Find out more about us at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com and on Facebook as well. For Ozark Highlands Radio, this is your host, Dave Smith. I'll see you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.